When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. Our Thursday edition is a recap of the huddle. This is, I think, the best show we do. It's Toby and Teddy sitting and talking football for an hour, so enjoy. We'll take a trip through the Big 12. We'll talk about the OU-Kansas matchup and look back on OU-Texas Tech. As a reminder, thank you so much for downloading and subscribing to the Sooner Sports Podcast. You can find old episodes in the archives right here at Soonersports.com slash podcast. And don't forget, tomorrow morning, huge, huge edition of Coach's Corner with Calvin Thibodeau and Dennis Simmons, and the unveiling of the audio version of the Scene Setter. It's all coming up tomorrow morning. But for now, enjoy the huddle with Toby and Teddy. I mentioned 55-16. Really nothing to complain about coming out of that one, huh? No, there's really not. And I'm a lot more chipper. I'm happy whenever the defense is playing well. Have you noticed? I mean, This is the first Texas Tech game we've had in several years when Teddy wasn't in a deep depression afterwards. And you know what? I didn't even have to take a, a bottle of Tums in there beforehand. I felt good about it. You were confident. I was huh? confident in these guys. They've been playing good, man, and I felt, thought it carried over against Texas Tech on Saturday. I mean, all three levels defensively, I think we are vastly improved over previous years. Defensive line playing great, although Lincoln Riley in his, in his post game and on Monday, it, you know, I, I think he demands a lot out of that group, and mm-hmm. that's why maybe he wasn't just singing their praises, but – 
Um, I don't know, man. Uh, the linebackers, obviously, Kenneth Murray's played great. We got a group of guys at the will backer spot, whether it's Ryan Jones, Deshaun White, even Osamoa's got in there at times. I think those guys are, are doing a good job. In the secondary, you know, I, I just I feel like the aggressive nature of our front has helped those guys out a ton. I mean, they're still, you know, it's not perfect. We, we've had some run fits that, you know, some some things have squirted out of there. There's there's been a couple of decent plays in the passing game, hitting some verticals on us. But, you know, for the most part, I, I don't see anything where you you walk away from the football game and you say, Boy, I, I just I don't know how we have an answer for that. I just haven't seen it yet. Opening segment, what we do is always kind of break down the game that was. And uh, we got a new producer this year, Zach Tilly, and mm -hmm. I don't think he's quite figured you out yet because he always goes offense first. Have right. you noticed that? <laughs> right. Have you well, noticed hey, that? man, that's, that's just how it is. Defensive guys, we, we're used to that. Yeah, well, we're going to have to teach him. I'm the one with the mic. I can override that pretty <laughs> easy, right? Let's take a look at how the offense did on Saturday, starting with Jalen Hurts. I think he gets better and better and better. That Was that not his best game of the year on Saturday? It was. I thought he was great. You know, some of the things that I saw that maybe we hadn't seen as much in, in previous weeks was – step up and make a throw under duress with an unblocked player bearing down on him. And we saw that a couple of different times. And still, the accuracy to me is really the most shocking thing. Knew he had a good arm. Knew he was a big physical guy that was going to be spectacular running it. Uh, the question was some of the underneath stuff, some of the, you know, the, the more difficult routes. Was he going to be as precise of a passer as we've seen the last couple of years? And the answer is yes. What's he like? Hovering around 78% mm -hmm. completion percentage right now. So, and a lot of those throws, you know, early on, there was some dink and dunk stuff, but you know, Saturday against Texas Tech, there were some high-level throws. So um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm completely satisfied and even, uh, even you know, overwhelmed a little bit with how good that, that Jalen Hurts has been so far. 415 yards passing, his first ever 400-yard passing game. Give him 70 more on the ground, three touchdown passes. One touchdown running, four total touchdowns. That is a beautiful pass and right there. If, if you notice what happened there, he knows there's going to be an unblocked guy coming off his right. So when he has the ball, he's backpedaling and giving himself a little bit more time as he moves to his left away from the defender. Right. I mean, and there, there was no doubt who his favorite target was on Saturday either. That guy, number two, C.D. Lamb. There was a little murmuring, Ted, coming into this game that maybe C.D.'s numbers were a little disappointing early in the year. He put the murmurs to rest. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It was um, it was a clinic by CD. A bunch of different routes. Saw some short stuff. Saw some comeback. I think he's an, um, an excellent comeback runner out on the sideline. He's got a really good feel for that. Saw some of that. We saw, you know, a throw over the middle here that he just, you know, on his own takes to the house after the catch. Uh, look at Jalen Hurts moving people around out there by uh, using his eyes over to the sideline. So, yeah, I, uh, the passing game right now, I think it is, it's in pure form. CD, seven catches, 185 yards, three touchdowns, and he had a 14-yarder, but then he had two really long ones, 71-yarder and a 65-yarder. So he's off and running. A lot of people thought coming into this year that CD had a chance to uh, 
maybe winning a Bolitnikoff, certainly be in the hunt. There's some really good wide receivers in the college football. One of the again best years year. I can remember. Jerry Judy at Alabama. Tylen Wallace. I've been telling you about Tylen Wallace for a long time. He for finally years. listened up at Oklahoma <laughs> State. Uh, Colin Johnson down in Texas is a good one. But here you see CD starting to climb the OU charts. 24 career touchdowns now. Probably not getting to Ryan Broyles, but he might get to number two, Teddy. Yeah, I mean, some of these guys, you know, he just he, he's a little bit behind the eight ball on him. You know, just as far as amount of time being out there on the field, Ryan Broyles, four straight years, you know, uh, Shepard played a lot of football. So, yeah, he's creeping up that list. And he does have some... the option of coming back next year and making a run at Ryan Broyles if he'd like to do that. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because I think Jalen Hurts has a chance to win the Heisman Trophy. If he keeps playing like he is now, he Bold will win. statement, it. yes. Okay. That'd be three Heisman Trophy winners in a row that he caught passes for. Why not try and make it a clean sweep? Four different quarterbacks for four <laughs> years. That would be amazing. Four Heisman Trophy winners. Sooners were uh, good on the ground as well. Trey Sermon, a couple of touchdowns. The minister preached twice, Teddy, on Saturday. I know it's an old, tired line that, you know, we've been talking about, but it's true. He looks quicker. He looks faster. He looks better this year. You know, early in his career, he was a thumper, right? And he wanted to run over guys. We, you know, we talked about it at Ohio State. He was the closer and came in late in games and used that physicality. Now he wants to take every play to the house. And I think it's made him a lot better in the open field, a lot better whenever he has a guy one-on-one that he's going to make him miss instead of just trying to run through the tackle. And it's turned into huge production for him. His, his numbers are great. You know, none of our running backs are going to lead the country because – you know, we, we hand it to three different guys, plus our quarterbacks taking some carries as well. Whoops. So everyone has such a limited amount of carries th that th the numbers just don't overwhelm you until you get over there at yards per carry. And it's just unbelievable what some of these guys are doing. Eight, nine, ten yards a carry. And because they're sharing the load, they're all fresh, yep. which is great. Ramondre Stevenson came in late, got him a 28-yard tug. Hey, that's all he does is find the end zone, right? He comes in late. He's got more touchdowns than any other OU running back. It's year. wild. You know, you come in, the, the I guess, starters, if you want to call them, offense, goes out there and wears the defense down for two and a half quarters. And, uh, oh, my gosh, finally they're taking the starters out. Well, bad news, Ramondre Stevenson's coming in, and I don't know that there's any fall off between he and the starters. And how about the Bullfrog here? Jeremiah Hall making a good play as well. This was a fourth down play. At the last second, Jalen Hurts sees Jeremiah Hall out of the corner of his eye. He has to make two guys miss to get to the first down marker, and he made about four guys miss. What That's a play. Fantastic when your fullback can do that, but I got to tell you, uh, as a defensive guy, you do not want to be in that meeting room where on fourth down, you got shook by the fullback in the flat on a one-on-one -on -one tackle for a conversion. That's not going to be a fun meeting. There's the numbers, and we're going to talk defense here in a second, but the one that pops off the screen here is the third down conversions, or lack thereof, by Texas Tech. One for 14. It's amazing. This defense has... Yeah, the, just the, the mindset of this unit is completely different in years past. They're confident. They feel like they're good. They want to keep going out there and pressing. One for 14. 
I mean, they've got to be inching up there into the top 10, top five in the country when it comes to third down percentage. They've been great, and I honestly, I don't see any sign of it slowing down. Let's take a look at our drive of the game, the AAA Drive Summary, brought to you by AAA Insurance. At home or on the road, we've got you covered. I like doing this, Teddy, because it's a, a good opportunity to see how Lincoln Riley's mind works, how he kind of pieces together what ends up being a touchdown drive. This is in the second quarter. And uh, the Sooners started on their own 25-yard line. Jalen had to dump that one away. Yeah, you got a good run on first down. And then on first and 10, you try and throw it. Uh, good coverage downfield. Gets kind of run around in the pocket, throws it away. And then on second down, he's just going to scramble. No big deal. Pick up 25 yards or so. So the Sooners in positive territory now. Drive still alive. First and 10. And Jalen this time going to put it in the air. Shorter gain here by C.D. Lamb, one of his shorter ones on the day. Penalty brought him back a little bit. Now they're behind the chains. Second and 17, he takes a sack, and you think, well, this is destined to be a punt. Third and 24. Yeah, and this is one of the great things about Lincoln Riley. You know, third and 24, you feel like, well, they're going to try it deep. They're going to test you down the field. Lincoln knows that if he can chew up a big chunk, it's going to be four down territory. And what's he do? He gets a big chunk and on a draw type play. And then here's fourth down. They go for it. Fourth and 11. And <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, in years past, maybe this game is a bad example, but whenever your defense has given up points at a at a heavy clip you're probably not going to go for it on fourth and 11 you're going to try and help them out and maybe not go for it there at the middle of the field where a team can quickly score but i think it shows that that he trusts this defense what a pretty pass to cap it off right there that was cd lamb for the touchdown his second of the day and 75-yard touchdown drive our triple a drive of the game let's talk defense now and in past years, in recent years, obviously the Sooners have struggled to stop Texas Tech. There's no secret about this. It has given my partner great indigestion over the last five to six years, but much better for the Sooner defense on Saturday. There's no doubt about it. I, you know, again, all three levels, I think these guys are, are playing really good. The defensive line goes several deep. I mean, at pretty much all positions, and they play hard, they play fast. Uh, they penetrate, and that's helped these linebackers, you know, at the second level not have so many guards up in their face, and they've been able to run sideline to sideline and make some plays, uh, even been able to have some more tackles for loss, stops right there at the line of scrimmage. We saw several short yard situations where we stuffed them. You know, in years past, those, those things are really rare, and I don't know, I, I just think this group is finally starting to believe and uh, they bought into to what Odom and Grinch and Manning are selling. And uh, this, this unit's playing with some attitude. One thing I know you like, because I've heard you talk about it in recent years, a lot of knockback tackling going on right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's frustrating to have a guy in position, right? And it's, it's first down and you've got a, a chance to force a second and eight. And it's a wrap up and you get drugged for four yards and instead, you know, it's it's going to be second six or five or four. And those yards matter. I mean, that changes the way an offensive coordinator calls a game. You, the goal defensively is always make them predictable. And look at this effort play, right? I, I don't know. I can't say that that wouldn't happen in the past, but I know it's something they're preaching now. You stop a touchdown, and what happens? You guys, you, you get some attitude about you. You bow your neck, and you force a field goal down here in the deep red zone. So I, I just I think something's a little bit different with these guys. Take a look at by the numbers. 
Oklahoma has been spectacular this year, especially on third downs. They are number one in the Big 12, number two in the nation, allowing opponents to convert only 19.6% of the time. Turnover margin right now is at a plus three. That leads the Big 12. And on defense, giving up under 19 points a game. Third in the conference, that's top 30 in the country right I, now. I'll tell you what's shocking. Our turnover margin has not been very good in years past. And we've got an offense that doesn't turn the ball over almost hardly ever. Our quarterbacks don't throw interceptions. Our running backs don't fumble. And we've still been flat or in negative numbers. It just tells you how big of a weapon that is whenever your defense is, is going to force, force some turnovers, force some takeaways. And I think it's going to continue. Don't know it. I, I expect it to because of the way that they've played. But... It's just an added element. It makes this team the total package. It really does. Six takeaways through the first four games, including this one, which was really the defensive play of the game on Saturday, in my opinion. And big Neville Gallimore showing his hustle. By the way, OU 11 takeaways all of last year. Look at Nev go to work on this play, Teddy. Well, I guess this is going to be a Neville package, not just the turnover. Right. He had a big game all around. Well, yeah, he's destroying that center, as you see, and forcing a running back to have to step up and take him pretty much every time. He's been flying off the football. He's he's allowing Kenneth Murray to be able to run back there at the Mike Backer position and uh, and make a lot of plays. And that's one of the reasons that everyone's talked a lot about Kenneth Murray looks so much better. Well, the guy in front of him is playing great. Every great linebacker has at least one or two defensive linemen in front of him. I mean, look at this. He just rips through a couple of blocks there, doesn't give up on the play, comes back, forces a takeaway. And when you go back and, and you watch that play a couple of different times, it, it, it's he looks like a first-rounder, okay? But he, here's the problem with that play. It's an extraordinary effort by Neville Gallimore, right? We, we see him swim the center. He beats a running back, and, and, and he forces the quarterback. Most guys would say, okay, I forced him out of the pocket. My job's done. Nope, he, he, he turns the jets on, chases him from behind, and forces a fumble. It's an extraordinary effort play, and you can pull it up on film and show guys that this is what it looks like. Well, the problem is not all 11 guys are playing like that on that snap. Right. You can go back and you can pull it up and you can isolate a couple of different guys and you can say, why are you not giving the same effort? Is it fair to Neville? Is it fair to everyone else over here on this football team that we've got one guy that's playing like this and you, you and you are not? Why is that? How can you explain to me why you're not given the same level of effort as number 90 and at some point, you get everyone to rise to that level. And the more guys that start to play like that, the better you're going to become. Great stuff. Sooners win at 55-16 over Texas Tech. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. It'll be the Sooners and Jayhawks meeting on Saturday, 11 a.m. Memorial Stadium in Lawrence, Kansas. Oklahoma, a lopsided advantage in the series history between these two teams, even in Lawrence, 36 15 and 4. Teddy was not around for that first meeting back in 1903. Did I was. see that they beat us the first eight matchups in I a row? I haven't looked at that. I feel like that I saw that somewhere. I'll take your word for it on that one. We yeah. were there uh, last year, though, in Norman 
a 55 to 40 game in which uh, Puka Williams gave us uh, fits, Teddy. We're going to talk about uh, Puka here in just a second. Let's talk about this Kansas team. They are two and three on the year. They've got a, a really impressive road win. We watched it when we were out in California. They went up and beat Boston College, a game in which they were a 20-point underdog in. Pretty good BC team, too. It's yeah. not just a, a terrible football team. Won that by 24, I believe. Came home, lost a close game to West Virginia, and then last Saturday on the road at Fort Worth got waxed pretty good by the Frogs. Uh, they did, but as you see here on some of these highlights, they still have some guys that are dangerous and can make you pay if you're not in your gaps, if you're not defending properly. Um, you know, I, I expect our defense to play really well. I don't th I think right now, whenever you saw that graphic defensively where we're ranked on some of those categories, I think it means a lot to this team right now. So I don't expect a, oh, it's Kansas where, you know, we, we can just show up there and win. That's not going to be the case. I know the coaches aren't taking it that way. And I honestly think this defense wants a shutout. So, I, you know, offensively, Kansas is going to be challenged. You know, personnel-wise, uh, we're going to really dominate them on the line of scrimmage. They've got some decent skill guys. Quarterback's not terrible. Obviously, Puka Williams really good player, but they're going to have a very difficult time blocking our defensive line. You're seeing video here of Carter Stanley, the quarterback. He's a vet, senior, 65% completions this year, nine touchdowns, four interceptions, averaging right about 190 yards a game through the air. They will be without Khalil Herbert, who has been their best running back early in the season. It appears anyway he's decided to do the four-game transfer portal thing. Mm -hmm. So he's not with the team right now. But they do have Puka Williams. Puka outstanding this year, only one touchdown. He was suspended for the opening game, so he's played one less game than everybody else. Averaging 77 yards a game, but gave OU nightmares on this field last year in Norman. Ran for 252, two touchdowns on the ground, one through the air, a dangerous back. No, he is, and I, I think he'll be best. If, if, if I'm Kansas and I'm trying to game plan for Oklahoma, I'm going to try and get him out in space against some, some linebackers, right, some one-on-one -on -one coverage. So, um, But our guys have been good, and that's hard to do with some of the schemes that we run. We play a lot of zone, keep everything up in front of us, and it's harder for those running backs to really hit you for those big chunks. But he's dangerous, and the run-fit thing, is something that we've been pretty good at so far. Not perfect. Uh, the interior runs, we've been better at. Some of the perimeter stuff, uh, some of the jet sweeps and things like that, we've lost contain a couple of times. So I imagine they're going to try and attack us there. But uh, I, I honestly, I, I predict that our defense, you know, maybe has their best outing of the year. I they've, think they're starting to get it. They've got a Juco wide receiver, too, named Andrew Parchment, who's got four touchdowns on the year. Six-foot-two kid, got some good size. He's a nice player. What about defensively? What have you seen out of them defensively? Well, I mean, obviously, they, they struggled a week ago against TCU. And as we've seen TCU this year, not a high-powered offense. So it's going to be kind of the same story that we've seen so far this year. Oklahoma's going to overwhelm at the line of scrimmage. They're going to get their running game going, seven, eight, nine, ten yards a carry. And you've got to commit guys to try and stop the run. You've got to sell out. And whenever that happens, they're able to protect it. And you get one-on-one -on -one with CD on the outside as your reward. So uh, it's, it's just one of those things where Oklahoma has such an embarrassment of riches that, you know, Kansas is, they're going to be overwhelmed. They're, they're going to have a hard time trying to stop the run as they're limited with talent in the front seven. 
and whenever Oklahoma does pass the ball, wide receivers are are impossible to cover in this in this offense, especially when you got a quarterback throwing the football as accurate as Jalen Hurts. And I also believe that Jalen Hurts may get a, a a decent amount of running calls. Now, you know, you don't want to get the guy hurt. Obviously, you don't want your quarterback to have to run too many times. But I think a team like Kansas is going to have to sell out in order to stop our traditional run. And the best way to combat that is whenever your quarterback keeps it. So I, I would I would look for Jalen Hurts to to possibly have a decent amount of carries and some big plays in the running game. Of course, the headline story with Kansas this year is the return of Les Miles, uh, certainly a uh, uh, coach that we're familiar with in these parts from his days at Oklahoma State and most recently at LSU. One of the real colorful characters in college football. It'll be fun to see Les again on the sidelines on Saturday. Looked like Baylor was going to cruise on Saturday. They hosted Iowa State. Ended up being a really good game, though, down in Waco. Baylor jumps out to a big lead. Iowa State rallies, takes the lead. And it takes a Baylor field goal late to uh, win it. But uh, Baylor's still undefeated, Teddy. No, they look good. Brewer looks good. Mims is back. He's playing well. Uh, the defense finally has some some guys that have played in Phil Snow's system for several years. And they've got some some senior leadership and experience there. You know, Baylor looked really good for the, for the most part of this football game. And I feel like they're one of those teams that is good but doesn't really – not not that they don't know it but doesn't know how to close people out right because they had a knockout punch yeah they don't know how to just finish a football game and uh they allowed iowa state to hang around and so much so that they took the lead as you pointed out and it took a a a nice field goal a pretty long field goal attempt uh that the guy nails and then a they get a quick stop there defensively to put the nail in the coffin but uh, it was a drama-filled game, and I think both teams are are pretty good. I think Baylor's a pretty good football team. Iowa State, though, I mean, they can't get over the hump. They can't win a, a football game. They've been in some tight ones, and they just, they just can't get the W. First ever field goal for international recording artist John Mayers in that <laughs> game for Baylor. Oklahoma State, Kansas State in a game that was delayed a long time by Mother Nature, by Lightning. Cowboys really no problem with Kansas State. No, and I was shocked by the the running game Oklahoma State had, you know, going really up against the 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 teeth of what Kansas State's done well defensively, stop the run and be good at the line of scrimmage. They didn't have any answers for Oklahoma State who just has a ton of skill level uh talented skill skill position players. And they used it to their advantage. There's a couple of opportunities in this game where Kansas State get a stop, put a drive together, and be right back in the thing. They just couldn't do it. They couldn't get a stop. Hubbard was too good. The young Spencer Sanders is a kid that can make plays. They've got a talented wide receiver core. Oklahoma State has, has been impressive so far this year. Chuba Hubbard, 296 yards rushing and a touchdown. He was the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week this week. There you see the scoreboard. Of course, TCU handled Kansas. 51 to 14 and as we take a look at our Big 12 report presented by Red Carpet Charters the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics here's what's coming up this week in the Big 12 a trio of 11 a.m. games the Sooners of course will be playing up in Lawrence Kansas at 11 a.m. Texas will head out to take on West Virginia at 2:30. Uh, Texas a road game before the Red River showdown Baylor at K-State that's a good one 
TCU goes to Iowa State. Yeah, I think the the TCU-Iowa State game is going to be interesting. Look like TCU maybe finally found a couple of answers offensively last week against Kansas. And then Baylor-Kansas State is interesting. You know, Kansas State, I felt like two weeks ago, would be a big favorite in this game. But Baylor's pretty dang good. And I think they may have the better quarterback. I think they may have the better defense in this football game. Um, I would pick Baylor to go up there and get it done. Well, we're going to do that in a little bit. So mm-hmm. we'll hold on to that. Who's the third best team in this conference? Oklahoma. I'm assuming you think OU and Texas are one, two. I do. I think Oklahoma State's number three right now. Okay. With the way they handled Kansas State, who probably up, up until that point maybe had the best win, um, I, I think Oklahoma State has to be. Now, there's going to be, you know, there's, they're going to ride the wave a little bit with a redshirt freshman quarterback. He's, he's going to make some great plays for you. In tight games, he's going to make some mistakes, right? And those may cost you. But if they can play good enough on defense, if they can get their run game going and keep that running game going with Hubbard and kind of limit the, the, the times in the game where he has to make big third down throws, then they could be a tough team to, yeah. and especially for us, by the time we play them, Sanders, if, as long as they can get through some of this stuff without it costing him, he's going to have quite a bit of experience by the time we play late in the season. Their skill position guys are so electric that they're dangerous at any time. We still haven't had that one shocking upset yet in Boy, college we football. were close here, weren't we? Almost on Saturday. Mac Brown in North Carolina pushes number one Clemson to the brink, but Clemson, thanks to a stop on a two-point conversion, wins at 21-20. You know, sometimes in a, in a season, those are going to happen. Those type of games are going to happen where you've got to have something crazy happen, maybe even a little luck at the end, even for the really good teams in the country. It comes down to that. Man, North Carolina, that would have been uh, – how awesome would that have been uh, to ha- see them get that type of win over a Clemson team at home? That would have been pretty cool. Did you like them going for two? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you got to make that call. If if you get it, awesome celebration, huge. Your fans are probably storming the, the field. If not, at least you can say we didn't leave it to chance, right? Yeah. We, we we tried to tried to go win the football game and, and put it in our own hands. Clemson survives 21-20. No problem for Alabama. They got off to a little bit of a slow start, fell behind Ole Miss in the first quarter, and then Tua came alive. He mm. throws for 418 yards and six touchdowns. Tua Tungabaloa now, 23 touchdown passes, no interceptions on the year. He looks fantastic. You know, that that ball just, you know, as a left-hander, looks a little bit different whenever he throws it. And as you see here, still good enough to beat you with the legs on the ground. He's a, he's a fairly good runner. Doesn't like to do it a whole heck of a lot, but he is athletic. Uh, completely accurate with the football. And, I mean, the only team in the country that may have as good of or better Wide receiver core is Oklahoma's Alabama. They've got some guys that can really go, yeah, Devon- led by Judy. Devontae Smith might be their third receiver. He had five touchdowns in yeah, this game. Yeah, unbelievable. They are, they are totally stacked offensively, which in years past they've been pedestrian offensively, but it's been, been their defense that leads them not so much anymore. You know, we had an 11 a.m. kickoff. I was home, all settled in for the primetime game Saturday night, had my popcorn ready for Ohio State, Nebraska, and this was not a game at all. Ohio wow. State just clobbered them. They clobbered them. I, it's one of those rare times whenever you feel bad for a team, by the way, it's looking out on the field. And that's, 
I, I felt bad for Nebraska, felt bad for Frost there on the sideline, the fans that had built this game up. Uh, Martinez, the quarterback who got some preseason high, played terrible. So, uh, yeah, not, not a fun football game to watch. Here's the coaches poll, which who cares? It's going to come down to a committee, but that's what it looks like. But I, I will ask you this. Who right now do you think are the best four teams that you've seen? I'm not asking you. Who do you I'm not asking you. Who do you think is going to make the playoff? Right. Who do you think right now are the most the four most impressive teams? Ohio State is number one. Alabama is number two. Oklahoma is number three. And take your pick between Louisiana State and Auburn. I think Auburn has the more impressive resume. I think LSU maybe has the better quarterback. I would take LSU, but I agree with everything else you just said. But you look down to even like Wisconsin, what they've done defensively. I don't think Notre Dame's out of this thing. They look right. really good defensively. I'm not quite sure yet what Penn State is, but that was a pretty impressive road win they had last week. I like a lot of these football teams in here. Um, Oregon, I don't think, is out of this thing. Georgia's good. I didn't mention Georgia. They're good. Um, you know, whoever you don't take out of LSU and Auburn, Florida, Wisconsin. I'll tell you who I don't like, and that is number two on this list right now, is Clemson. They don't look good. Trevor Lawrence is not playing good football. Eight touchdowns, right. five interceptions through five games. It's Would you say – it's hard to see somebody that's going to beat them. No, no. I, I am 100% in agreement that they've got a really easy schedule. But yeah. at the same time, if we're talking about who looks the best right now, they're not even worth close to the rest of those teams. I agree with that. All right. It is time for our Pick'em segment. Every week we pick five games in college football. Let's first start off by showing you how we did last week. Last week in the Pick'em segment looked something like this. Here we go. Penn State at Maryland. Teddy, you and I had Penn wow. State. Zach Tilly, our producer, plays along with us. He had Maryland. Virginia at Notre Dame. That's a clean sweep. We all had the Irish. USC and Washington. Teddy, you and I had that one right. Tilly again went with the Trojans. That was a miss. Baylor and Iowa State. We all had Baylor. And you were the only one that took Kansas State in Stillwater. Look at you, though. That's a five-for-five five You week. ripped him off. That's pretty impressive. Respectable four-for-five for, five for you. So you can see at the top, I would like to propose that we make the rankings, the font, larger so that people can tell what the standings are here a little bit better uh, because I'm in front, first time in the show's history. You've Teddy, done well. You really have. Actually, I'm tied with Tilly, I guess. And these, some of these games have been tough Tight. ones to pick. That Penn State-Maryland game was I would say it's difficult to pick, but Maryland had looked good, and we just didn't know a whole lot about Penn State. Oh, boy, that's a pretty good football team right yeah, there. they look good. They look good. All right, so let's uh, pick the games this week. Five games, and we will start in the Big Ten. Iowa goes to the big house to take on Michigan. Who you got? Iowa, Michigan. I'm taking Michigan. I know they've been beat down recently, but I, I, just, I still think that they are a better football team. Iowa, it's going to be close, and it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be a Big Ten football game. But I trust Michigan a little bit more than I do Iowa, which I shouldn't trust Michigan very much. They haven't won very many big games, but I think they're going to pull it off. I, I think they're a little bit better than Iowa. You know, you just don't see – Iowa's got such an easy schedule year in, year out. They don't get tested very often. I'll take Michigan. Michigan hasn't won very many big games. I don't think this is a big game. The mm -hmm. Ohio State game is a big game. I think they're embarrassed by how they played at Wisconsin. They're in front of their home fans. 
surely Michigan is going to beat Iowa. I don't think Iowa's anything special. So I'll take Michigan as well. Tilly agrees. It's a clean sweep for the Block M and the Michigan Wolverines. Let's go to the Big 12. TCU at Iowa State. You were talking about this one. This is a fun one up in Ames. It is. This is a tough one to pick. You know, two weeks ago, I was down in the dumps on TCU. Didn't think they were very good at all. And I don't know that I should, should they got feel. They beat by SMU. Right. And, but SMU's a really good team. I don't know that I should feel a whole lot better about them after they put up a bunch of points against Kansas. But, you know, it looks like maybe they figured something out offensively. I just – I can't pick Iowa State. <laughs> they just they don't win these football You're games. Down on the they they're close in every game, but they just can't get over the hump. Until I see them start winning some of these tight contested games, I'm going to pick against them. I'm going to take TCU. Oh, I'm going to take Iowa State. I differ from you on this one. I think they're similar teams defensively. I think Iowa State's got a little bit better offense. Definitely a better quarterback. The game is in Ames. I think they'll find a way to pull that one out. Tilly agrees. He's going with the Cyclones as well. Let's go out west. Arizona at Colorado. Pac-12. I, I honestly don't know a whole lot about these teams. Haven't seen them play a whole lot. I like Colorado. I think Mel Tucker's done a pretty good job with that football team. Uh, they've had some nice wins. They've had some strange losses. They lost to Air Force uh, the week after um, a, a big win. So I'm going to take Colorado. Wouldn't shock me either way. It, it's hard to tell, but since Arizona's going on the road, give me Colorado. This is my who cares game of the week. The game is in Boulder. I'll take Colorado. Tilly's got Colorado as well. Let's get back to a game that matters. Auburn and Florida in the SEC. A couple of big-time ranked teams going head-to-head. -head. I'm, I'm the gonna, swamp. Yeah, I'm going to take Auburn. Um, <laughs> they've, they've really got it going right now. They're going on the road. This is going to be a big test for them. This is going to be a tough atmosphere. You got a freshman quarterback on the road. This is this is a chance for them to to get you know knocked off that pedestal right now. But they got some momentum behind them. Give me Auburn. Florida's without their quarterback for the rest of the year. But Bo Nix, that freshman quarterback who's got five total letters in his name. Right. He went to Jerry World and beat Oregon. Go ahead. Barely, but got it done. He went to College Station and beat A and M. Okay. Surely the freshman is going to – the fact that he's a freshman is going to catch up with him. You're going to use two huge road wins as a reason why he won't go on the road and win? That's right. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm saying he's, he's run out of his good fortune. Okay. All right? Fair enough. And he's going to run into the swamp, and Florida's going to win this game. Tilly agrees with you. He's got the Auburn. I'll tell you what, if Auburn wins this game – that's three games away from three big-time wins away from Auburn. For well, them. and they need to – if they win this game, they need to start getting some respect and be bumped up there in the in the polls. They've got by far already – Polls don't matter. They Who don't. Who cares about the polls? I really don't, but I'm just saying that we should reward teams for beating yeah. other good I, I opponents. I think the committee would have them at number one. Like, okay. I don't know when the committee gets together, but I don't know how you couldn't have it number right. one. I think they, they would, and we've seen that before. I think yeah. year one, Mississippi State was, was number Something one like the that. first time. Last game, back to the Big 12, Baylor at Kansas State. Baylor, the only other unbeaten in the Big 12 besides OU. I, it's funny. I didn't underline who I had as the winner here, and it was so hard for me to decide. I can't even remember what I told uh, <laughs> Zach, but – I'm going to take Baylor, I think, to go on the road. I think they've got the better quarterback. Uh, I think Baylor gets it done. Don't feel great about it, but I do like their defense. That travels well, and uh, I like what the quarterback's done. They've got a good matchup with Mims at wide receiver. You jumped off the K-State bandwagon in a hurry. 
You had K-State going into Stillwater last week and winning. Right. Now at home, you're saying they're losing to Baylor? Well, I, I mean, I like Baylor. I've seen yeah. good things from Baylor. I saw Kansas State come back to the pack quite a bit. K-State is breaking out some new unis for this game. I don't know if you saw that. I have not. K-State does not mess around with uniforms at, with Bill Snyder. They wore huh. the same stuff all the time. They're busting out some new uniforms Is it good? For this have game. you seen it? I mean, it's fine, but it's going to be enough to put them over the top. K-State's going to win this game. Uh, Tilly's got Baylor as well. That's our pick'em segment. All right, we always wrap up every show with a good old-fashioned game of over and under. Oh, yikes. Is the yellow correct? So we only... Oh, man. <laughs> One total correct wow. pick last week. Let's just go one at a time here. 73 and a half points. The game ended up at uh, 71. We all said it to go over and we all whiffed. All right. Nine and a half tackles for Kenneth Murray. He ended up with nine. We were following that closely we in the radio booth on Saturday. Uh, he ended up with nine. So Teddy had it right. He had the under. 19 and a half points scored by Texas Tech. We all took the over. Uh, yeah, I guess that's right. I, I thought I took the under. I just took the over. Uh, they scored 16. And uh, 299 and a half team rushing yards for OU. We all took the over, and they ended up with less than that. It was like 240 or something. How like about that? A big victory with just a one. That's well, look, pretty bad. Look at the standings at the top. I mean, 500 is good enough for first place right now. <laughs> I'm 8-8. Eight eight. Teddy, you're 8-8. Eight eight. Tilly's two games under. Are we in jeopardy of having to ditch this segment if we don't do better than that this week? I would say definitely so. If we do not show market improvement, we're going to have to uh, bail on this segment. So it is time for Over Under uh, this week. And before we get to it, let me tell you, hey, a big concert coming to Oklahoma City. Mumford & Sons are continuing their worldwide, worldwide Delta Tour and stopping in Oklahoma City at the Chesapeake Energy Arena Friday, October 11. Grab your tickets today to Mumford & Sons at the arena's box office or Ticketmaster.com. That'll be a good concert. So Over Under this week, topic number one, Teddy, 199 and a half yards receiving for the combo of Charles uh, Charleston Rambo and Jaden Hazelwood easy over for me um, I, I like both these guys uh, both of them are deep threats anytime they touch the football even on the short routes uh, 199 and a half would be a great day but I think they're going to get plenty of opportunities and like I always say when presented with an over under having to do with Oklahoma's offense you take the over it's a good theory I'm going to take the under, and here's why. What we're basically saying is those two guys average 100 yards each. I, that's that's a lot. That, that's a lot. I don't think Hazelwood's got to 100 yards this year. In fact, I know he hasn't. Uh, there is also an 80% chance of rain on Saturday, maybe even some thunderstorms. So I think there's a chance this is more of a ground game than an air game. Hmm. So I'm going to take the under on this. Tilly is going over as well. He also has not consulted with a meteorologist. Three and a half defensive, uh, th three and a half OU players with rushing touchdowns. Three and a half different OU players with rushing touchdowns. I'm taking the over, and I'm going to tell you exactly what players have a rushing touchdown. All right. Jalen Hurts. Okay. Uh, Stevenson. Ramondre. Yep. Brooks. Kennedy. And then Sermon. It's that easy. It's the clean sweep. Well, those are the four, and all four would have to get one to get over the three and a half. Yeah, yeah I know that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that it doesn't, like, one of them won't get there. So I'm going to take the under 
on this. You know, we do hand jet sweeps to CD Lamb. We do ha true. hand some stuff to to Rambo. So I mean, that's the four I think are going to get it. But heck, we could have six guys have a rushing touchdown. That would seven. Be, that would be tough. That would be really hard to get to. Tilly agrees with you. He's taking the uh, over as well. Fourth or third topic: two and a half takeaways for Speed D over. on Saturday. I'm taking the over. Um, I, have we made a decision on fourth down stops? Because I, I feel they, like we, they, sh we should count that as a takeaway. I understand why you want to count it as a takeaway and why Alex Grinch wants to count it as a takeaway, <laughs> but technically it is not a okay. takeaway. I'm still going over. I think we're going to get two interceptions and a sack fumble. I like the, the package where they put it's a bare front. They got a head up nose. They got two threes. And then they put the outside rushers out there. Kenneth Murray steps up on the outside. That's the, the package he got the sack against Texas Tech on. I like that a lot. I think they're yeah. going to continue going to that well. They go, uh, they do a couple of different coverages on the back. They'll go some tight man-to-man -man coverage and then change it up and give that same look and go zone. I think it's a really good third down package. I got the over as well. Might be a wet football, Teddy. I think it's going to be a little bit slippery out there on Saturday. I think the Jayhawks are going to cough it up a little bit. Tilly also going with the over. Big takeaway day for the Sooners, we all think. You know, Finally, yeah. let me just say, this is not 1945 football where they have one ball that they play with. Right. You, know, you do know, like, they're, even when it's raining, there's about eight balls over there. A guy's got, like, an umbrella, no, and he's got a wet. towel, and he runs <laughs> out a new fresh ball every snap. It's, it's just slippery. They're all slippery. <laughs> okay. 349 and a half total yards for Kansas over under. Is Kansas getting to 350? I don't think so. I, don't I think, think so it, I think it's going to be under. I think we're going to be really good against the run. Um, and just kind of like what I was talking about earlier, the goal defensively is make people predictable. You stop the run. You put a quarterback in third and long. You can sit back in coverage, force throws underneath, and let your pass rush go. I think that's going to be the formula this week for, for Oklahoma. I think they keep them under that 350. And I'm, they, they want a shutout, and I want a shutout for them. And, uh, you know, they've been close a couple of times late in games. They've given up some points. I think that this defense is hunting a special performance and they might get it this weekend. Tech only had 314. Again, weather could be a factor. I think it'll be under as well. And Tilly agrees. We're all taking the under. Hey, but I know we don't have much time here, but how great is it that Kennedy Brooks is okay? Boy, that was scary, huh? That was scary. That was an ugly play. Uh, I saw the kid apologize, but it really wasn't much of an apology. He says, I'm sorry, but... You know, I didn't think it was that bad. And if you've got a remote in your hand, how can you judge me? That's not much of an apology, is it? I think it was a classy move by the okay. kid. I'm going to stick with classy move by the <laughs> Nice job, Teddy Lehman. Stick around. Lincoln Riley coming up next. Thanks for joining us. Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.